changed from glory to glory. Those who have been listening to the dawn broadcast and have been following on Friday, I brought some two verses of scripture and I indicated that probably we can look at it in detail today. So that's exactly what I would want to do in the next few minutes as we share some thoughts in the scriptures together. Thank you once again. So quickly, I would want us to look at Romans chapter 8 to begin with. I want to show you something about the one who is born again. The one who is no longer under the domain of Satan. The one who has been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I'm referring to you and me. Hallelujah. I'm referring to you and me. You will see something about yourself which must materialize, which must become evident in your physical circumstances. It has already happened. It's not something God is going to do or something he's planning to do. He has already done it if you are born again, if you are in Christ Jesus. Are you there? So follow Romans 8, 29 and 30, and then we'll continue with other scriptures. I read from the New King James Version of the Bible, Romans 8, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, the King James says, for whom he did foreknow, for whom he foreknew. The word foreknew means that he knew you before. How? Let's find out. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Kindly take note of that because the doctrine of predestination is one of the most wrongly taught doctrines as far as the kingdom is concerned. Even people, well-meaning people who are called by God who impact the kingdom of Christ and the body of Christ so mightily have a certain wrong perception when it comes to predestination. But I always want to stay in the middle of scripture. He is telling us clearly here predestination is not about God saying that some group of people have been predestined. Pre means before. In other words, they've been destined before to go to hell, whilst others have been destined to go to heaven. Never. I want to stay in the middle of scripture. What scripture has said is what I will teach because let God be true, but every man a liar. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined. So predestination is he knew you before and he has destined everybody he knew before they came to the world to be conformed to the image of his son. Why? Because his son is the first begotten of the dead. The first to be born from spiritual death. When his son carried my sin and your sin, he died spiritually. And then when he died physically afterwards and went to hell and he was raised from the dead, Bible calls that raising from the dead a begetting or a, the, uh, the, the new birth. So when it comes to the new creature, if any man be in Christ, the first to be born again was Jesus Christ himself. And he is now called the firstborn, we will see it, amongst many brethren. And this is not the same as the old Jesus. That's what Paul said, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Though we have known Christ after the flesh, because he wasn't there when Christ walked the earth in the flesh. But now we know Christ 
after the spirit. This is a new Christ. This is a, a, a new person. When I say new Christ, I'm trying to say that he's a new creature. He is the head of a new creature. And we are part of that creation. He is the first. And we are all brothers. Hallelujah. So the predestination scripture is referring to here has to do with we being like Jesus, which will happen ultimately when Christ shall come in the skies during the rapture. Because First John chapter 3 gives us a picture. I may not go there, but you can write it down and refer to it. First John says that, uh, be, he said, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Then verse 2 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Take note that like being like him here is not being like him on the inside. We are already like him on the inside, which we are going to look at in Romans 8 very soon. We are already like him on the inside. First John 4, 17 says that as he is, so are we in this world. Are you there? We are like him on the inside, just like he is a brand new person. That's how we are. But something has not changed. Unlike Jesus, who is glorified in the physical body, we are not yet glorified in the physical body. That is why today we are talking about change from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the first John 3 that I just quoted, he says that we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. So the day we see Jesus, oh, I said the day we do what? It reminds me of Alvin Slaughter's song, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout victory. Oh my God. I'm looking forward to that day. Because that day, death shall be swallowed up in victory. You see how death is devastating men. Ever seen an accident before? An accident where the human body is torn into parts and then the intestine and everything inside has come out. Have you seen some before? It's so horrible. Then you discover that this human body that we pride ourselves in is nothing. It's nothing. Ever seen a motor rider crash and his head has been split into pieces like watermelon drop on the ground before? You will discover that Charlie, don't, don't pride yourself in this mortal body. It's a corruptible body. But when Christ shall come, ultimately, we're going to be like him on the outside. Amen. That glorified body, that body that can pass through walls, that body that can appear and disappear, that immaterial body, we're going to be like him. This is the predestination Apostle Paul is referring to here in Romans 8, 29 and 30. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Why? Look at the next line. That he, that is his son, might be the firstborn among many brethren. So predestination has to do with we've been predestined. God doesn't want you and me to stay in the natural class. When I say natural class, mind you, after Jesus Christ had come for the church and we have gone to heaven, whilst in heaven there will be some people who will live here on earth. Some will be martyred. In other words, they will believe the gospel and then they will suffer for 
they are confession of God and some will be killed. Those people, according to the book of Revelations, maybe you have not taken note, you will discover that those people will also be resurrected before we come back to the earth. Are you there? That is the last resurrection. And then every other person who does not go through that resurrection, all of them will go into the world to come. Before the world to come, they will face the white throne judgment. Some will go into eternal damnation, whilst others will be ushered into the world to come. There will be the natural people that will live on the earth in the world to come. There will be the natural people that will continue the program God gave Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So there will be natural people that will be procreating, that will be giving birth. We will be like the angels according to scripture and we will not need marriage again. Hallelujah. Because the real marriage is Christ and his church. So we wouldn't need a shadow when we have the real. Are you there? But those natural people will continue God's program he gave to Adam and Eve in the world to come. But God is saying that he has predestined that everybody should be like his son. Not like the natural man. That is a predestination. He doesn't want anybody because chances are that if you miss being like his son, chances are that you may not even go into the natural. I'm telling you, you may not even continue the natural program in the world to come. Chances are that you may, you may give up on God. Come on. Because the last three and a half years of this age is going to be so horrible that not many will be saved. Some will give up on God. Some will may have to say, okay, it's okay, I don't, I don't need this God. And then, by virtue of that decision, they will be damned forever. So don't wait till you say that, okay, me, I, I can miss the rapture, but I can, I can, no. Now is the time. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Hallelujah. So God's predestination, I hope you are getting the concept of predestination. It's all about we being like Jesus, both on the inside and on the outside. Thanks be to God for this understanding. For whom he did foreknow... Oh, I'm reading King James in my head. I'm reading New King James here. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, the son, might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Please think about it. Jesus is my senior brother. I say he's my senior brother. In Revelations, he calls him so. Revelations, he says that he, uh, Jesus Christ who washed us from our sins... Uh, and who has made us, he said that to the, to the firstborn who washed us from our sins in his own blood. He is the firstborn. And he has made us kings and priests unto God. The firstborn. The senior brother. When you are talking to Jesus, you have the greatest legal representative who can speak for you even when you have messed up. The, the only lawyer who has never lost a case. So when, when, when you, are, you know that this one, I am guilty. And you are going to be incarcerated. In other words, you're going to be condemned and cast to prison. When you just know that this one, I did it. Don't go and look for a lawyer who will tell a lie when you know that you have messed up. You understand? Oh my God, the mercy of the blood. So you appeal to Jesus, your lawyer. Your senior brother is the greatest legal representative in our kingdom. And so he will go to the father and say that, Father, yes, this is one of my brothers. He messed up. Yes, he acknowledges that he messed up. He did the wrong thing. We, we don't tell lies. Are there? We don't use lies to win a case. If you use lies to win a case, come on, that lie will, will find you out one day. So when you have messed up and you just know that this one you have messed up, run to Jesus. Tell him what you did. I did wrong, but let mercy 
let mercy that triumphs over judgment speak for me and the good thing about God's mercy is that his mercies are new every morning so there's hope if yesterday's mercy was not enough today you can still run to him and say Jesus you are my lawyer you are my advocate you are the one that speaks for me speak for me and you'll be amazed whereas you should have been condemned you'll be amazed where that case will just be cancelled they said that case close and that's all hallelujah anybody getting blessed alright so verse 30 says moreover whom he predestined these he also called please take note some people have thought that he was referring to being called into ministry no this is God's picture he has predestined everybody before you ever come into this world to be like his son that you might conform to the image of his son that his son might be the firstborn amongst many brethren then after he had done that predestination destined everybody to be like Jesus before they ever come to this world he is calling everyone he is calling everyone to come and see the light the light of the world is Jesus I said the light of the world is Jesus the light of the world is Jesus and he's calling everyone to come and see the light the light of the world is Jesus so whom he predestined, he is calling that hey, there is a program that you might be the fair, you might be conformed to the image of his firstborn son. So come from the world. Everybody who is born into this world is already called. Called from where? From darkness into light. That's the calling. Called. Come and see the light. Come and see the light. There is a program of God. He is calling everyone. And look at what happened to those who responded to the call like you and me and, that, and those of us who are listening who are born again look at what happened so moreover whom he predestined these he also called whom he called these he also justified what does justification mean justification means that just as if you never sinned justification means that you are created without trial discharge free you, you don't need to pay anything. He paid the debt he did not owe. I owed the debt and I could not pay. And I needed someone to wash my sins away. Now I can sing a brand new song. It's an amazing grace. That Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. Hallelujah. So if you, if you have responded to the gospel... If you ever heard the gospel and you believe that Jesus Christ did all that he did for you and therefore he died for you, he rose again. Just by believing, you are justified. Bible says with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. You are justified. You are made as if you never sinned. Then when you confess, listen to this. When you confess his lordship, there are two laws. Never forget this one. I said what? There are two laws. That is what all those who are not born again do not know. They do not know that so long as they have the sin nature in their spirit, they are still under the lordship of the one who introduced sin in the first place. If you are not born again, you are under the lordship of Satan. I'm talking to somebody who may watch this video hereafter or listen to the radio, I mean, on podcasts hereafter. That if you are not born again, you are under the lordship of Satan. 
Satan may not tell you because he may never show himself. He may give you all that you need in this life. He may lavish all the good things. He may open doors. He may not even block your way. He may not put any burden on you because after all, you are under his lordship. But what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What is the profit? So Satan, that is why the Bible says many are afflictions, not of everybody, but of the righteous. Because he wants to make it hard for the righteous. For the unbeliever, he is already under the domain of Satan. He is under the control of Satan. So he doesn't really bother himself. So long as his seed, which is sin, is in you, it's okay. You are connected. One day, when he is destined to the everlasting fire, he knows you will follow him there. Are you following me, child of God? Oh my God. So we who are born again, we who are believed, we are justified. But he didn't end there. Please take note of the next one. Whom he called these, he also justified. And whom he justified, please take note of the next line. He will also glorify. Is that what you saw in your Bible? No. I want you to read what is in your Bible if you are open to your Bible. Whom he justified, these he also did what? Can I, can I hear you again? Them he also what? He also glorified. I wish that I had time to dwell on this. But I'm going somewhere. Listen to what he said. Did you, did you hear that? He says that when you are born again, those who are in Christ, you are not justified alone. You are also what? Glorified. Where? In your spirit. So you can conclude by saying that I was born glorified. Say I was born glorified. In other words, all that you will be, all that you will have, all that you will assess, attain, and get into is already packaged in your spirit. You were, it's like a seed. You were born, a seed has all the, the things that you can think about in it already. And if you plant that seed and it starts germinating, everything that was programmed in it will start shooting forth. Whether it is the stem, whether it is the branches, whether it is the leaves, whether it is the flowers, and the fruits, they are all in just one single seed. All God is saying is that if you are born again, listen, don't look anywhere else. Just look at the God who, who gave birth to you. He says he has packaged you complete. Say, I am packaged complete. Full and complete. You got everything. That is why when a child of God is looking for what he is already and been endowed with or bestowed with, he will never get it. Because that's not faith. Faith says, although I do not see it, faith says, though I do not feel it, I just know that it is done. Because his word says so. Faith is taking God by his word and acting on it. So we're going to see how we can act on this word. He says, I was born glorified. Can he say, I'm, can, I'm, I was born glorified? And that's in your spirit. Please, we would never have known this if not for the revelation of scripture. In other words, our minds were not born again. Our minds are not acquainted with this reality. Our minds do not know this truth yet. That there is something on the inside that is working on the outside. Our minds are so uneducated that we need to now educate our minds. And that is where Romans 12 comes in. Can we turn to Romans 12? Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. From the New King James Version, once again, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, 
by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, because of time, I may not dwell on verse 1, but let me go to verse 2 because of the topic at hand. Verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at it. He is saying that the world has a pattern, a fashion. Don't conform to that. He wants you to live the glorified life, not the one that is conformed to the fashion of this world. How do we do it? He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. The Greek word is metamorpho. And from which we got the English word metamorphosis. And anybody who has ever studied science and has studied the process of let's say a butterfly or a housefly you know becoming what you housefly is better i'm saying housefly butterfly is better because it looks very beautiful at the final stage am i right but butterfly goes through a process from the egg stage to the larva which is the caterpillar okay and then to the pupa you or pupa i don't know how you pronounce it uh, all those three stages don't look beautiful but the final stage, when you have the, the mother butterfly or the adult butterfly, the beautiful butterfly, when you see the wings and the way it's, you know, it's, it's flaps its wings, that's the word, eh? And then the beauty of the butterfly, you admire so much. But it didn't start from there. It, there was a metamorphosis. There was a transformation. There was a change from glory to glory. Even in the case of the butterfly, some of the stages are not beautiful. Apostle Moses says that it can only get better. Of course, yes. In our case, it can only get better. In the case of the butterfly, if you see the caterpillar, I'm telling you, it's not admirable. Even the egg is better. The caterpillar stage looks like gogome. You know gogome? No, the larva stage. Then it goes to the pupa. That's a, a point of, you know, getting uh, shelved. And then, you know, it's incubated on the inside. Then it comes forth. In the cycle, the fourth stage is to emerge as a beautiful butterfly. But in our case, because we are born glorified, because we are glorified on the inside, he wants your mind to be renewed, to accept first that reality, and then the transformation on the inside is now reflected on the outside. So in our case, indeed, it can only get better. It can only be from glory to glory. We used to sing a song in SU days. From glory to glory, he's changing me, changing me, changing me. He's... Please say that again. What? His likeness and image to perfect in me. The love of God to the world. Oh, I like that. He's changing Changing me from glory, from earthly things. I like that. From earthly things to the heavenly, his likeness and image to perfect in me. The love of God shown to the world. In other words, when you there is a transformation and the glory of God is revealed in you, the love of God 
which is the only way we can describe God. God is love. God is so big that you cannot use many words to describe him, but there's one word, love. Through the transformation, the love of God is shown to the world through you. Hallelujah. When they see you, they can see that God is love. Ah, it will be a bad testimony if somebody sees you and says that this God is wicked. Are you there? When they watch you, say, ah, and I mean it to me at the empower. But when they see you and they realize that this is beautiful, then they can say, God is love. I pray that you become a living testimony. From glory to glory, he's changing me. His likeness and image to perfect in me. What a beautiful song. His likeness and image to perfect in me. Already, we are like that on the inside. But now, through the transformation, he says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That is change from one state to another. And in our case, it is from glory to glory. I'm going to show you the scripture very soon. And be not, is it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? Because your mind was not born again when your spirit got born again. Your mind is a component. It's an aspect. It's a faculty in the soul. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. But your mind was not born again. Your mind still remembers that you were a sinner. You were a drunkard. You were a fornicator. You were an adulterer. You were that womanizer. You were that manizer. You know manizer. Your mind remembers when you used to steal. Your mind remembers when you used to help somebody, but then you will steal the money and put it on the carpet. I'm confessing some things here now. Are you there? <laughs> oh, when we used to sell garden eggs and tomatoes and charcoal and all those things, okra, go to airport, carry it to go and sell. When we come, then the man will put some under the carpet. Jesus Christ. Until one day I was caught. Oh, and the beating was. Jesus Christ. I think ever since I have never stolen again. I'm telling the truth. That time I was not born again though. Because the beating was with metal belts. Beat well, well, well. You see, there are some force. There are some force. When if you want somebody to change, there are some times you have to use booga booga. There are some witches. You don't even need spiritual power to confront them. Oh, just a near thing. Are you there? I said there are some witches. You confront them with a near thing, they will stop their nonsense. How much more when you use the power of the Holy Ghost? There's some witches you just say, hey, from today, if you dare touch this house, say, hey, I can't wait while though. Just by Buka Buka, I'm telling the witch will sit up. I know somebody who confronted a witch like that. Just physically, it was no Holy Ghost power, but she stopped the witch from misbehaving. Glory be to God. So your mind remembers the old things. Meanwhile, the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. So the old things that were in your spirit, they have been washed away. What could do that? Only the blood of Jesus. They have passed away. You've been washed. But your mind still says that, oh, I used to drink. Oh, I used to do this. I used to do that. So he says, now the transformation, the change that is on the inside must reflect in the outside. So you, you do that by by the renewing of our mind. And we're going to see how it's going to happen. How that happens. The, to renew means to remove the old and replace it with the new. Your mind is not acquainted with the new you yet. So now educate your mind. Reprogram your mind. Begin to think glorified. Don't think like somebody who is a downcast. Don't think like somebody who is a non-entity. You are no longer a non-entity. You are a new creature in Christ. The old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. 
So when he got up in the morning, he said, the lion is risen. Are you there? Whereas in the night, some demons used to come and press you and used to harass you. Now that you are a new creature, you are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. When he got up, he said, the lion is up. Where are those creatures that are harassing me? And if they ever appear in your dreams and you get up, what do you do? You open fire. Ragadais, bragada, mantolos. That is pray. When we are praying in tongues, it's like, you know, opening fire. Machine gun. Wherever they are hiding, they will be exposed. Satan fears speaking in tongues more than anything. Thank God today is Pentecost Sunday. 50 days after Jesus Christ uh, rose from the dead. And so I pray that if you have not received the Holy Ghost, that is the key to the transformed life. You will see it. I will show you very soon. The Holy Ghost is the key to live the transformed life. Because when Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you can't do it by might. You can't do it by power. It is the Spirit of the Lord. And we'll see that in 2 Corinthians 3 in a, in a moment. But let me end the, the, the line in verse 2 of Romans 12 he says but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God what does that mean? it means that there are some things that God has already determined as his good will towards you you've got to ascertain it for yourself you've got to prove it for yourself there are some things that God says that though it is not in my perfect will, but I accept it. I allow it. It's okay. You've got to prove it for yourself. And there are some things which are also his perfect will for your life. You must prove it for yourself. Please, nobody is going to do it for you. Even your pastor will not do it for you. Yes, there is a corporate anointing whenever we gather together. But this one, it is you. You will see it in 2 Corinthians 3. You looking at the scriptures for yourself and seeing your image that, ah, this is who I am. Then you act on it and you become what you see. Hallelujah. Amen. That transformation to prove God's word for yourself. This is our year of glorious emergence. You've got to prove it for yourself. You must tell yourself, I'm coming out of any shackle. I'm coming out of any, 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 anything that has overshadowed my life. There are some of us whose lives have been overshadowed. You've been hidden. You've been, you've been obliterated. You've been, you've been ostracized. You've been cast away. Nobody seems to recognize you. Even when you send your application, nobody seems to know. Something seems to overshadow your life. But this year, you are emerging out of that cascade. And you are emerging gloriously. You will mount up with wings as an eagle. You will run and not be weary. You will walk and you will not faint. Glory be to God. Say, I will arise. Yeah, this year. It's our year of glorious emergence. But please, let's go there. I hope you remember what I just said. Prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for yourself. That, he said that you may prove. In other words, what God has said will not happen until your mind is transformed to believe and to be acquainted with that reality and then you prove it for yourself. It is a personal responsibility. I have a role to play. You have a role to play as far as our year of glorious emergence is concerned. It won't happen because God said it. God said it. His, for, his word is forever settled in heaven. But you must make it settle here on earth in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Let me end with that scripture. Over blood of Jesus 
overblown of Jesus, overblown of Jesus, it washes white snow. In fact, even whiter than snow. Anyway, Second Corinthians three seventeen and eighteen. So many things were said. I may not be able to go into the preceding verses, but let's start from 17. Say, now the Lord is the Spirit. The King Jesus is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. And I see some of us liberated from every bondage. That is the emergence we are talking about here. Our emergence and a glorious one for that matter can never happen without the Spirit of the Lord. But we all, how many? We all. So if you are born again, remember you are born glorified. Romans 8 says you are glorified already on the inside because you, when he called, you believe. And so you were justified. And then you were translated from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light as a glorified saint. That's who we are. That's why he calls us saint. You may not behave saintly. You may not even look like a saint. But he says you are a saint. Saint means what? The holy separated one. Say I'm a saint. saint. Don't wait till you arrive in heaven before they now, you know, uh, make your name a saint. Saint Moses. No, you are a saint now. Hallelujah. He says, but we all I like it. So it means I'm not excluded. I don't know who feels condemned and you feel like, as for me, I don't qualify. No, he says, we all, please include your name in this article. We all with unveiled face. What does that mean? In the case of Moses, when he had to speak to the people, because of the glory on his face, he had to cover his face because it was so much. And that was an allegory. It was, a, it was a type of the Old Testament. Said that when they read the Old Testament, they, everything was veiled. But in Christ, the veil has been removed. So he says, we all with unveiled face or open face. The King James says, open face. Look at the next line. Please take note of what he's going to say. Beholding as in a mirror. The King James says glass, alright? Beholding us in a mirror. I want to use the word mirror because you know what mirror does. There are some of the glasses that are trans, transparent. So when you see, you don't see a reflection. But mirror is the right word here because what does mirror do? Tell me. Mirror reflects your image back to you. So he says, we are with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror. As in means that like, you see this is what mirror does. And that's what what we're going to learn also does to us beholding us in a mirror the glory of the Lord please what does that mean hey this is so deep so he is telling you and me that whenever we look the word of God is our mirror in fact James talks about it he says anybody who beholds whoever looks into a mirror and then he says, anybody who looks into the word of God and does not do it, it's like somebody who looks into a mirror and then immediately forgets what he looks like. Ever, do you, do, you, do you go through that? 
I mean, look at the way you are looking beautiful. Then you look into the mirror, then you've forgotten that, oh, you did your makeup. So it's now go back and say, oh, I forgot that I did my makeup. Meanwhile, you saw in the mirror that you had done your makeup. So you have to go back. It doesn't happen to us. When you look at yourself into a mirror, at least your mirror tells you that this is how I look like. So you are going with that picture in your mind that I look okay. But when you forget that, ah, I, 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 I did my hair well, then say, oh, let me, I think I didn't comb my hair, so I'm going to comb my hair. Something is wrong. So he's saying to us, James makes us aware that the word of God mirrors us. The word of God does what? It mirrors us. In other words, what we are on the inside, our mind doesn't know yet. Because it was not born again. But you are born glorified. Take note of that. Romans 8.30. Born glorified. Say, I was born glorified. Please, don't let anybody put you down. Don't let, even if you didn't go to school, it doesn't matter. It's not about school here. It's about who you are in Christ Jesus, born glorified. Amen. Don't say, I don't have any certificate. I don't, I, don't want, I don't talk like those people. No, it's not about that. It's about the you in you, the real you. It's a saint. It's a glorified one. Do you know the apostles, how many of them went to school? The fisherman, Peter. Bible said they took knowledge of them that these were unlearned men. In other words, they were not schooled. And yet they, they, they realized that they had been with Jesus. Jesus didn't behave like somebody. Hey, Jesus was an authority. There was a time they sent some soldiers to go and arrest him. They were going to catch him by his words. So they went wanting to get something that he would say that would contradict the law of Moses so they would catch him by his words. The people listen, listen, listen. At a point in time, they realized that, mm, they themselves were convicted by the things the man was saying. So they went without catching Jesus. And then they went to the soldiers who sent them, the Pharisees actually. They said, where's the man? They said, the king Jesus says, never man speak like this. No man speaks like this. <laughs> so then they said, have you also believed? Have you also been converted by him? Come on. You want to arrest the man? The man will speak until he was an authority. And that authority is with us in the church. So don't say, I didn't go to school. I'm not condemning school. I like school. And I think that if you have the opportunity to go to school, but if you didn't go to school, if you didn't have that education that others had, it still doesn't change the fact that you were born glorified. Look at that picture. He says, we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. What does that mean? Can you tell me? I said, a mirror mirrors you. So, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, what does that mean? It means I am the glory of the Lord. It's a deep statement for the unrenewed mind to accept. I, the sinner, the glory of the Lord, that's who you are. Oh, it tells me that anytime I see those pictures, especially in the epistles of the New Testament, all I'm seeing is glory, glory, glory. So he says, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed. The Greek word again here is metamorphoum. The King James says change is the same thing. Are being transformed into the same image. What you are beholding in the word, if you believe and act on it, because first you believe that that's who you are. For instance, when scripture says that we are more than a conquerors, when you read that, and especially when you feel trapped, you feel incapacitated, you feel helpless, you feel hopeless, and you feel that life has beaten you so much that ufaha enyeye, ufaha enyeye, so you have condemned yourself. But then you look into the mirror and it says we are more than conquerors. 
So what do you do? You take that word and make it personal. He said, we. So he said, I am more than a conqueror. And then you use that word. You act on it until the Holy Spirit, look at it. He is the one who uses that truth to remove the old mind or the old ideologies from your mind. And then he gives the new picture in your mind. He plants it in your mind. It's not by might. It's by the Holy Spirit. Look at it. We all with unveiled face beholding us in the mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as the King James says even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So without the Holy Ghost this one can never happen. It's not by mind. It's not by power. It's the Holy Ghost. He transforms us. That is what they on the day of Pentecost they said that ah but these people they are drunk. That's why they are talking with this authority because ah from some few days ago we remember that they were hiding Mind you, they were hiding. They were hiding in a room. All doors locked. All windows locked. Including the mother of Jesus. Hiding. Everybody was hiding. Because they were, I would say, for fear of the Jews. Until Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Three days after. And appeared to them and said, peace be still. He even breathed upon them. So receive the Holy Spirit. That was a new birth. That was when they became new creatures. But still, he said, wait for the promise of the Father. The fullness of the Spirit. Ten days after it happened. And then 40 days after Jesus Christ, you know, ascended to heaven. Is, am, I, am I confusing? Am I saying the truth? Ten days after Jesus Christ, I mean, went to heaven, they received the Holy Spirit. Alright? Ten days after. Then 40 days after, what happened? Okay. Okay, so... Here is the point. After Jesus Christ rose from the dead, there was a 40-day period. And then they waited for 10 days. So making 50 days. That's the Pentecost. So let me put it right. I knew there was a confusion somewhere. He rose from the dead. He breathed on them. They became new creatures. But he was with them for 40 days. There was a time he was by the sea, grilling fish. Do you know what I said? I said, Jesus Christ, there was a time he was by the sea. Doing what? He was grilling fish. That tells you that in heaven we'll eat fish. Oh, yes. I, I, I have always thought about that because, you see, the glorified body, you may think that it doesn't need food. The first thing Jesus Christ asked for when they doubted that this one is a ghost. He said, no, if I'm a ghost, I mean, ghost doesn't have flesh and bones. Come and touch me. Then he even asked them, do you have meat here? Then they gave him broiled fish and honey, honeycomb, and he ate it in their presence. That tells you that glorified body will still eat. We will not be floating like clouds. Some people give that picture, floating like clouds, you know, in the atmosphere. no. Who eat? Chop, eh? Glory be to God. We all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror. So whenever you look into the scripture, please, let something be mirrored back to you. If you don't get it, you will never become what you are seeing. Beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. And there are a lot of them in the epistles of the New Testament. Like Ephesians 1.3. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, let me put it this way, who is going to bless us? What did he say? Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ? Hey, that's too deep. That's too deep. Maybe next week, by the grace of God, we can dwell on that scripture alone. You'll be amazed. Ephesians 1.3. We can make a message out of that. It's so deep. What does that mean? It means that if you are in Christ Jesus, you to be blessed means to be endowed. You have been endowed. You've been given all spiritual blessings. Listen, the spiritual controls 
the physical. So it means you have what it takes to control the physical circumstance of your life. Number two, the heavens do rule in the affairs of men. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. So it means you have what it takes to rule. Hey, in Christ. Never you look down upon yourself again. Hallelujah. They said they won't give you food to eat. You can produce food. I'm speaking to somebody. She knows herself. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I said, they, yeah, you can produce food. Ah, how can a human being say that if you will not do it, hey, then I won't give you food to eat. At an adult stage, it's an insult. It's an insult to the glory of God on the inside of you. That person doesn't know that tomorrow you will be the one supplying food. He is so blinded that he thinks that what he has today is all that there is. Having to see people building mansions and the next day everything is grounded by fire. Abba. I'm talking to somebody who knows herself and she knows I'm talking to her. And the sister knows and confirms what I'm saying. A human being opens his mouth and says, I won't give you food. If you, and what he's asking you to do is not even right. He's asking you to go and seek somebody who will combine Josevite Bovide, you know, combine light and darkness and give you something that will help you. And if you will not do it, then therefore he says that he will not give you food. It's a curse to trust in such an arm for the arm of flesh will fail you curse is anyone who puts his trust in you what if he sleeps today and tomorrow he is he is not going to wake up abba didn't you remember the parable jesus said he said there was this rich man who said i, I have so much to eat and to spare so i'm going to pull down my storehouse this storehouse is too small. I'm going to build a big one and then I'll store every good thing in there and then I'll tell my soul, soul, eat, be fat and rejoice because now you have enough to eat and to rejoice. Then, the father in heaven spoke, say, you fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. He didn't make God as a reference. You fool. He said, today your soul will be required of thee and now you will tell who? all these things that you are priding in belong to. So I'm talking to a sister here. Don't let any man put you down by telling that if you don't go to Josevide, Govide, he will not give you food to eat. Alright. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Especially when you look at your image in the Bible and you realize that I said next week we'll look at Ephesians 1.3. How many will remember? Don't forget it. You will see that we have, we have all it takes to control the physical circumstances of our lives. And shall we stand to our feet as we do exactly that? Next week we will look at it in detail. I have what it takes to control the physical circumstances of my life. You would never have known this unless the word revealed it to you. You would never have known that you are more than a conqueror. Please, you are not just a conqueror. More than a conqueror means you have gone past conquering. You have conquered and now you are living in the victory. Look at, look at, look at, uh, 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 what's the name? First John 5, 4. He says, whatsoever is born of God. He didn't say whoever. The King James says whatsoever. Whatsoever means that that project is born of God. Amen. That marriage, born of God. That business, born of God. Whatsoever is born of God, that's what? Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So the faith you have in God makes you a victor. Say, I'm a victor. I refuse to be a victim. What was meant against you, you'll be amazed. 
because of grace. Some say grace. grace. Listen, there's grace on our lives. That is why you must stay in grace. So long as you are under grace, that thing that was meant against you will work together with the grace of God on your life for your good. And we know, he says, and we know, the Greek word is idol. It means we are aware. We know that all things, how many things? All things, good, bad, ugly, whatever, all things work together for good to them that love God. So stay loving God. Don't curse God. Don't say, God, only men didn't you. Oh, God, why me? Why am I the only person suffering? You are not suffering. Who said so? Who said you are suffering? You are looking at things from your, from your, 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 your limited mind. Instead of looking at yourself in the mirror to see that you are born glorified. May that glory emerge in the name of Jesus Christ. May men see the glory of God on your life and testify that this one it can only be God because they will realize that ah this person but we knew him we knew that he was a street hawker he didn't even have a place to live in the night you just in the street you find you just lie down there and rest and all of a sudden you are the one building houses if you don't take it they will say that what was a ah but if if upon some can give sick a draw for somebody to become rich in a moment within the twinkling of an eye is it our God who cannot do it Jeremiah 32 verse 27 says behold I am the Lord the God of all flesh is there anything too hard for me so don't 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 despise your small beginnings it's just a matter of time and I see a transformation taking place I see our glorification taking place because we were born glorified the glory shows forth the glory shows forth in the name of Jesus Christ so I was born glorified from today every step I take it's a step into glory. I'm changed from glory to glory because my path is as the shining light that shines more and more, brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. It can only get better. It can only get better. Open your mouth and begin to prophesy to yourself. Begin to speak the transformed language. Speak to your life. Speak to your marriage. Speak to your business. Speak to your career. Speak to your investments. That project is coming through. It's all. It's born of God. Therefore, it's change. It's transformed from glory to glory. It can only get better when the enemy shall come in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord, who is on the inside of me and who is upon my life, shall lift up a standard against him. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but I trust in the name, the name of Jesus Christ. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and giving him the name that is above every name that are the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in the earth and of things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father I establish the Lordship of Jesus in my home the Lordship of Jesus in my business the Lordship of Jesus in my circumstances the Lordship of Jesus in my finances the lordship of Jesus in my physical body over my health situation the lordship of Jesus I enforce it right now in the name of Jesus I am more than a conqueror therefore nothing puts me down any longer as I behold in the mirror the glory of the Lord I'm changed into the same image what I see in the word is what I become what I say is what I become in the name of Jesus I lead the transformed life I lead the glorified life from glory 
glory to glory. I'm changed. I'm changed. I'm changed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please. The Lord says to me to tell somebody. Never look down upon yourself again. Never. Because if he did not impute your trespasses against you, Bible says that he did not impute our trespasses against us. Psalm 130 verse 3 says, If you, Lord, O Lord, should mark iniquities, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. So if God did not impute your trespasses against you, he did not say, wow, you, you did this. Look at someone like Peter. Please, do you know Peter? Ever read in the Bible when three people, three different people came to him. One was even a small girl. Like our, our, our what's, what's your daughter's name again? Victoria. Victoria comes to Peter, Apostle Peter, fisherman, well built. You know, because of pulling of the net on the sea, they are well built. And then a small girl can say, ah, but you look like one of the Galileans. You were with Jesus. And Bible said, Peter said, I swear, I don't know him. I don't know him anywhere. Another person came and the Bible said he began to curse. He began to curse. I can imagine. And such a person was still called to be the pioneer, the, the apostle, the chief apostle of the apostles to send the gospel. What are you talking about? Don't condemn yourself. I'm not saying go and sin. I'm saying that in case you have, you've messed up, in case you've sinned, in case you feel like you don't qualify, you can't even qualify. Valley, valley, thy blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. It will never lose. It will never lose. Yes, Lord. His power. It will never lose its power. When you have nothing to trust in, trust the blood. Trust the blood. The blood that washed you is enough to, to still purge you from your sins. In case you feel that you've messed up and you don't qualify. Maybe you have done this thing over and over and over and over and over again. The same person who said that if you have to forgive somebody, it should be 70 by 7. That same God, he doesn't even count our iniquities. For if he should mark our iniquities, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with him, that he may be feared. Say, I love you, Lord. Thank you for giving birth to me, glorified. I was born glorified. Look at even in the natural. Something comes to my spirit right now. Look, look, look at even in the natural. In the natural, there are some people who are born into royal families. I hope you know that. They, 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 the mentality is that this person or your this year, until in that family... They make sure the child goes through certain tutelage. You are trained, and some, most of them even live abroad. They school abroad. They get all the, you know, so that when they come into kingship, they know royalty. That's who we are. He has made us kings and priests unto God. Say, so I'm a king and a priest unto God, my father. And kings rule by their words. Before we close, will you begin to speak into, into the closing days of May? 
This month is not ending without that trouble ending. This month is not ending without limitation removed. As a king, Bible says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. I want you to exercise your superiority as a king, your authority as a king. Speak into the remaining days. Today is 23rd. We have 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. Next week Sunday is 30th. And by Monday 31st, Bible says better is the end of a matter than the beginning thereof. This month will not end without this trouble ending, without this limitation ending, without this heartache ending, without this turn in my flesh going. This trouble, hey, affliction shall not arise a second time. Affliction shall not arise a second time. And therefore I speak into the days, the remaining days of the month of May 2021. As my days are, so shall my strength be. Therefore I move from glory to glory, from honor to honor, from favor to favor from grace to grace in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ my path is as a shining light I'm shining as a brightness of the firmament and as the stars forever and ever in the name of Jesus Christ no good thing will he withhold from me in the name of Jesus I see doors that have been closed opening I see opportunities coming my way the lines are falling onto me in their pleasant places I eat the good of the land and deadable seeker Whatever I put my hand onto, it shall prosper. I am ever green, ever flourishing. My leaves do not wither. As my days are, so my strength is. I am born again. I am born glorified. Filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm filled with power. I trample upon serpents and upon scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. Whatever that has been conspired against me. There is no enchantment against Jacob, no divination against Israel. Every witchcraft conspiracy, every determined prediction from the family lineage that stops me from materializing my glory. I decree and declare all witchcraft activities are arrested in the name of Jesus. Witchcraft limitations are removed in the name of Jesus Christ. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I burst forth with a new fire, with a new power of God out of my belly flow. Rivers of living water.